Hey, welcome back to the Confidence Conversion Show. I've got Doug Edrington in the house. Doug, how many transactions will you and your team do this year? Uh, our our collective goal for the team is 750. So 750 transactions. Yeah. And I think and, we'll do it. And one could argue you have one of the highest per person productivities amongst teams in the industry at like 42 transactions 42 last year. 42 per person last year. So, so just for context, we want to talk about a modernist approach to LP Mama. We'll have to explain what that is to some people. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk about the things that you're sharing both with your team and other teams that you work with, right? Coaching for us mm -hmm. about what we're doing to get offers accepted because damn, it's competitive out there right now. More competitive than I've seen ever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So which one do you want to tackle first? Let's let's uh, let's knock out the, the offers, the how to get these offers accepted. So, you know, we've already heard everything under the sun of yes. give them possession after right. and wave everything yeah. and pay yeah. cash. Yeah. Right. Three, like like everybody month, has three that. month lease back. Yeah. Remove yeah. All contingencies. The, the most the most impactful hey, for the person that hasn't heard it. Oh, there's like at least yeah. six sort of standards. So what are the yeah. what are the standards of should be considered inside every agreement when you sit down with a buyer? and you're writing up an offer and you know you're going to be competitive, you, you want to be competitive, what are like yeah, the five you, or six basics you for know, the person that doesn't I, know? I, I, would, I would start with proactively letting them know, like like survey your company probably, um, or maybe your, maybe your broker knows this. What's the average number of offers that is yeah. written before the buyer actually wins the deal? Yeah. And because if, if the buyer just knew proactively that, hey, you know, if, if you're my buyer and I'm like, hey, Tom, so I just want to give you a statistic here. On average, this year or in the past six months, make it really relatable. Yeah. Um, the stats show that you're going to lose out on the first five houses you write an offer on before you win. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, that sounds horrible. That sounds absolutely horrible, right? right? And so, so knowing that, there's a couple things we're going to have to do differently, mm -hmm. right? And so, and, and and I think just setting that tone up front is imperative right. um, to expectations because. Once you get to that fifth offer that didn't get accepted, whose fault is it? Yeah, it's yep. your fault if you didn't Bingo. set the right ex expectations, Bingo. and you're getting fired, right? So give us that language one more time. So, so you know, Tom and Kathy, you know, the average is ten. Yeah, five. It, I mean, give it to me I mean, I would, I would pull up the actual email because sometimes yeah. they've got to. You know, I heard something from someone the other day. It was really good to get someone to believe you that you've got to be able to. Uh, explain it to them one mm -hmm. one right mm -hmm. but if you can give them an article show them a video yeah. and um, uh, I don't know there was a third one but you know like print video audio yeah. whatever yeah, it may be multiple modalities whatever their learning style yeah, is you're they're, them all. they're more likely to mm -hmm. take you seriously yes. versus because don't forget we are salespeople right. in the consumer's eyes right yeah. so they think in, in the beginning you're trying to pull a fast one over right yeah. right so yeah. so set that tone up but it could be as, as easy as like hey I just got this email from my broker you might have asked for it, mm -hmm. but I just got this email from my broker breaking down that this year, so far, the average buyer in our company has to write five offers before they win the sixth one, Yeah, statistically speaking. So yeah. let's talk about some of the pros and cons of what's the difference between offer number one and what's the difference between offer number six, right? right? So going over ask, and of course, you need yeah. to get the information from your Escalation agent. Escalation clauses and, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it's it's not just go crazy with it, but yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to help the customer understand what's the value yeah. 
worth in going over the asking price versus the risk that you take. I mean, I've heard rates are going up, right? Right. right. I mean, if you can break all this information down and help them understand that, you know, escalation clauses clauses are going over asking or waiving inspection um, or waiving, you know, my inspector buddies, I'm like, absolutely not. Don't do that. Bad idea. (laughs) But I mean, but but you could still do the inspection, but maybe you're making it to where you're just going to let them know we're not asking for anything. Exactly. You know, so all that kind of stuff. But the best one, though, that I have found mm-hmm. that works is is if you, especially if you're newer in this business, this is the hardest time to get in the business for a new agent getting offers accepted. I agree. Because of lack of relationships. Mm-hmm. And so every offer you write in today's market, if you don't have a relationship with that listing agent, mm-hmm. who on your team or brokerage has a relationship? Because nice. because I had, a, I had an agent on my team not too long ago that reached out to me and said, hey, I'm writing this offer with... Um, with uh, uh, the listing agent, it's Lori. And Lori's, she's got like multiple offers and I haven't heard anything. Yeah. And I said, I said, wait, when did you send this offer? And he's like, two days ago. And I was like, is it, is it, is it under contract yet? And, I, and, and he looked it up and he's like, I don't think it is. And Lori and I are tight, we go way back. And yeah. so I just like pick up the phone, hey Lori, here's what's going on. You, like they're using the mortgage company we both like. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. we're, everything's good, right? Yeah. Just make them feel good. Yeah. And uh, guess what? deal got accepted right you know or we got an edge we got an opportunity to get it accepted yes and so so um i was talking to one of the teams that we're coaching now and and they just create a slack channel for it like all offers if you don't have a relationship it's like this is the listing agent who knows somebody this person and and so i think relationships are the absolute key to getting offers accepted so if you're a consumer out there right now and and it's it's not that working with a new agent is a bad thing, no. but is your new agent connected to their ecosystem and their brokerage or their team? Right. Or if, are they just a lone ranger working from their house and didn't want to talk to anybody? You're going to struggle. Yeah. On the original six things that we published a while back, if you want to go go to that YouTube you know, video, we talked about like, if you call the listing agent, like, hey, Doug, is there anything the seller might be interested in? Is there anything we could do to make this a better deal for the seller? Like the questions that you can actually ask yeah. and not be breaking any rules. So I loved it. Just relationships first. I heard something, I'm going to challenge you for a second. So okay. one of my clients the other day, we're talking about this, like her sales team is struggling. And I'm like, okay, well, let's break down. Like, are you calling the listing agent? She goes, Tom, in my market right now, eight out of 10 new listings that are here in the market are agents we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. In many cases, even out of out of area. Right. What do you do in that scenario? Or the listing agent is someone agent. else. Yeah. That's tough. The listing agent out of market. That's tough. And and so you may not win today, but mm-hmm. you can win tomorrow if you start developing those relationships. Yeah. You know, if you've never heard of, heard of them, but they're doing a ton of business, right. it's probably someone you should pick up the phone and say, Bingo. hey, I just want to have a conversation with you. I see you're listing a lot of deals. Yep. And uh, we work with a lot of buyers. We generate a lot of opportunity. Yep. Um, you know, just uh, I'm, I, can I meet you? Can, I, can we do coffee? Right. Or invite them to something, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe you're having a social at your own company and you want to invite them out. It's not recruiting, right? No. That's a tough one. But yeah, I know. you got to build the relationship yeah. with these people. So well, especially when it's you like, can't win now. Yeah. You know, we just talked about this earlier today. Tactically, uh, tactically winning, but um, strategically. strategically losing. Yeah. So, like, if you win one deal, that's great. But that if your other five clients didn't win that day because you don't have the relationships, you're strategically losing. So maybe you should make it a point to go to those little realtor networking things they have once a month in every market, it seems like. And just go build a relationship with these people. 
my advice was basically the same. Pick up the phone or send him a video. Doug, congratulations on your listing. You know, hey, oh, I, you know, I know you're actually in city X, yeah. <laughs> county yeah. Y, yeah. but congrats on that listing. If there's yeah. anything you need locally, let me know. Oh, yeah, because it's not like they're going to drive two hours to go no, open up a door. exactly. Like, yeah. right? did, did <laughs> so, you want us to handle a showing for you? Yeah, like, well, we're I mean, happy. Because like, you just, you want to get that competitive edge, but you also, hey, if this person's something going to be listing more houses in that neighborhood, I want to know about that. Yeah. Uh,